Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, killer food, Wednesdays through Sundays, noon to 9 p.m. Bring your group and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Basically, what you should do is swing by the Lagunitas Tap Room in Pilsen or find some near you at Lagunitas.com. Trin? Don't you, sip. Life is oh, un- is this the one? Yep. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Life is uncertain. Don't sip! <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Travel problems. <laughs> that wasn't a word. I'm going to try again. No, keep it! <laughs> Travel problems. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, you've spent some time in airports this weekend. You have now subscribed to Jen Complaints. Jen Complaints. Start them. Rattle them off. Alphabetically. Start to finish. Okay, fair warning. I'm going to complain about... Uh, an airport for the next five to ten minutes. I'm in. It's a all long in. time. We'll see how long it can go. I think I could drag it out of you for five to ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this last weekend, Memorial Day weekend, support the troops. I was in D.C. for a wedding. And on Monday, we were supposed to land in Chicago at 3 p.m. And we landed back like midnight-ish no. because there were such bad storms in Chicago. Ugh. And uh, man, I had... I had all these plans, like, after I land in Chicago, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go to the grocery store. Maybe I'll head up the farmer's market, clean the apartment. Ha, ha, ha. So naive, Jen. So stupid. Our flight was pushed back, like, 20 minutes at a time until, like, 10 p.m. We just kept getting all these delays. At one point, I fell asleep on the actual floor. And, like, every other little thing was going wrong, too. Like, like when I, we finally did get on the plane, like, my, I hurt my eardrums because oh. I've been sick, you know? Oh. I know. So, so sad. I also put my computer charger in my suitcase instead of my carry-on, so my computer was dead. I was very whiny. And at one point, the bus we needed to get on was not the right bus, and the wrong bus kept arriving. So at one point, like, I walked and entered the bus, and I was like, does this go to parking lot E? And this woman, this was like at 11 p.m. at night, leaned over and goes, no, this is the employee-only parking lot. Oh. And I went, thanks, bitch. <gasps> and I walked, no, actually what I said is, I'm, thank you, I'm very sorry. I'm, I'll just throw myself under the bus. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, but we oh can the pre- literal bus. Yeah, we can pretend. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the best part. What? Because uh, it doesn't sound like this. Yeah, so, so funny. Landed in Chicago at like midnight. And then, of course, because there's so many delays, there's like a tornado or something outside of Chicago. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Um, it wasn't near me at the time. Although, thank God, because I'm pretty scared of tornadoes. They're scary. Twister did a real number. That movie did a real number in our generation, I think. Yeah, to, it does. It does. It is the scientific truth that tornadoes can form a vengeful semi-consciousness. Yeah. And chase you. Yeah, they across can do the that. country. And okay, so we landed, um, and then we had to like taxi for an hour. It was insane. I had oh, to pee I hate so bad. That. And then we got finished taxiing. And the pilot, who was very nice and doing a great job of managing expectations, at one point, he came, like, in the beginning when we all got on the plane, he came over and, like, addressed the crowd. He's like, you've all been so nice. Keep it up. So he basically told us all to keep behaving, which I think is very funny. <laughs> he was doing, like, community management, like, everyone keep being cool and nice to each other. But anyway, so we landed, taxied, and then there was no person to, like, operate the jet bridge. No! Um, and then, so we were on the plane for an additional hour. I was playing, like, the stupid word game on my phone. And listening to, like, a meditation app so I didn't freak out. And then the kid sitting next to me started to throw up. No! I know. Jen, this, this is the worst. Was, like, I, 
I felt so bad for the kid. And the super, super parent swooped in and like called the vomit in a bag. But I was just like, this is exactly how this day is supposed to end. Holy With- shit. <laughs> no. Jen. Poor kid. When you said you had like a rough time in an airport, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to bust out the time I had to sleep in the Calgary okay, airport. This story. one, though. No, the kid throwing up, I think, pushes it over the line. Like, thank God I'm, I'm not, I'm pretty much okay with throw up. Like, I don't love it. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm like, not, I didn't eh. say I enjoyed the experience, but it didn't like trigger anything too gross for me. Although I was la- thinking to myself how funny it would be if everyone around me just started throwing up too. Like, there's a chain <laughs> reaction. Like, this could get really bad really quickly. There's one girl that I only remember her name because she threw up over three people when we got off the plane on the eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. Oh, no. She threw up on three people because she was on the escalator. And on the escalator, it's like, you know, it's stadium seating. So, like, you know, (laughs) it just, it was the trickle-down economics of vomit. And she— Except this one actually worked. It worked. And she hit three— unsuspecting people. Two of them were students with the school. One of them was not. A very efficient way to throw up. Oh, yeah. And hit as many people as you can. You'd think that she would have aimed down or to the side, but no, it was directly on the flow of people below her. Were you I, one of them? I was not. I was far away. You were spared. I was spared. And it was the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. <laughs> one time, my friend Mike threw up in the middle of English class because he uh, inhaled a Hershey's kiss. Oh, like he didn't, like... He, like you, you have to chew him. Yeah, he and just he like immediately it. swallowed it and then he gagged and threw it up. Yes. He took, he almost <laughs> took like a Hershey kiss like chocolate. A, right, it was like taking a pill, you know, and it got stuck in his throat. <laughs> oh, it's a huge pill. Right, and he like threw up the Hershey kiss and then everything else in his tummy all over the desk. Other cute throw up stories. <laughs> I love it. You know about how I threw up in my mom's pocket, obviously. Yeah. It was seafood. It was seafood. It was calamari. Gross. Which, you know how smart cephalopods are. I do know. So we got a question about traveling. Which has obviously always gone very well for Trin and I. Yes. Uh, and we, we have no idea how to help this person, but maybe by the end of reading this question, we'll think of a, of a thing to say. We are going to do our best to help you with the understanding that I feel like a husk right now. Do you I, hear yeah. the fatigue in my voice? I, I can do. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. sense it? <laughs> I, I sense that you're drained. I am drained. You've been sapped of your life force yeah. by the airport. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this and we're going to we're going to we're going to fucking do it. We're mm. just going to we're just going to do it. Okay. Yeah, rip it up. Hi friendshippers. Hey. I have a situation with a dear friend that I don't know how to let go of. I had a business trip in my friend's city a couple weekends ago, and since she lives far away and we never really get to see each other, I took a couple of days after my trip to pal around with her and crash at her place over the weekend. We were college buds, and we keep in touch over social media mostly. When we hang out in real life, we always pick up right where we left off and have the best time. I was surprised to find that she had not really planned to hang out with me over the days I spent sleeping in her house. I'm not expecting anyone to drop their entire schedule for me, but we actually had planned on this for about a month, and I'm disappointed in the amount of time we actually spent together. She really acted like she was more of an Airbnb host than a friend. I basically crashed in her guest room and saw her at dinner, but she had other stuff to do during the day. I don't plan to visit again soon, and I'm annoyed with her because I feel like I wasted two days in a city I don't really know for nothing. How can I bring up how she kind of wasted my time without seeming like a brat? So oh, nuts. Something went wrong here in communication. Somebody's, somebody did not make their expectations clear. Totally. Life is about managing expectations and managing the expectations of other people. Especially if you are asking them for their time and their energy. Yep. And you don't sound like a dick. You know, it seems like you are grateful that you were able to stay at your friend's place, but you had different expectations than she did. 
And also, maybe your your friendship has changed over the years. She's an old friend that you've only kept in touch with over social media. Maybe there was more distance there than you expected when you arrived. So let's talk about ways where it could have gone wrong. So the next time you do this, maybe you'll check every single box on the list. Yeah, yeah. This is a fun question because I actually can't really tell, like, who is in the right. Right. If anyone is in the right, who messed up. I immediately wanted to say, like, you shouldn't expect your friend to drop everything for you when you visit, but they didn't. Right. They didn't expect that. They were they were very kind. So good job there. And also, I wonder, I just wonder, Trin, like what you were saying, what the friend promised. Did they say, like, I'm really busy, but I'll be excited to see you at dinner? Or were they like, let's paint the town. Right. Let's hang out every night. Like something, there's probably something in the middle that led to this confusion. And there's also like a different ways of asking. So um, I, I don't know if you asked to stay at her house after the trip or if you're just like, I'm in town. Can I crash at your place? Because saying, can I crash at your place to somebody, especially in today's modern world, it could just mean that you're sleeping on their couch because you're in town and because you need a place to sleep and don't want to pay for a hotel. And not that, like, you're having a slumber party. Totally. That's so true. Yeah, I wonder how you phrased this, how -hmm. the planning went, if there was a lot of back and forth. And, you know, what else? You aren't seeing all the planning your friend did do. Like, they they might have, like, rescheduled some dinners, or maybe they cleaned their bathroom to prepare for your arrival. But, yeah, this still just sounds like a miscommunication. And, you know, there are so many versions of this. Like, when you're a host, what what does it mean when you host someone? It might mean, hey, I'll, I'll make sure you know the code to get, in, to get in my place so you can sleep. Or it can mean, like, I'm going to cook you dinner and you can sleep in my own bed. Like, when my, when, my, when my friend Nadia visits, she has, like, a blanket invitation to just stay at my house. Even if I were out of town, I would let her, like, use my place as an Airbnb. But she still always actively asks me what my plans are, what I'm doing. Because she would never presume because she's Midwestern. Yes, 100%. I actually have the same thing um, with my friends out in Seattle. Like if, uh, like if Andy were passing through Chicago and I wasn't around, I'd be like, yeah, like yeah. save the cat. Yeah, exactly. Throw them around for me so I can come home <laughs> and they'll be tired. That would be wonderful. Um, but yeah, you're right. No matter how close your relationship is, no matter how many things you, you take for granted, which is, I'm not saying that in a negative way, like, oh, you're taking it for granted. It's just that you are assuming things will be there all of the time. And, and that's not wrong for you to make those assumptions, but you do have to check in on them every now and again when it involves somebody else's brain and somebody else's permission. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the full story. I wonder what they think. I wonder what their impression of the trip was. I wonder if they're just like, that was really nice. Totally could be. We just both tucked in early every night this weekend, and it was it was good to see her face. Yeah, I mean, you might be on completely different wavelengths here. Like, I remember, I mean, I've had people ask to crash in my place, and I've never said yes. <laughs> uh, I actually, no, I said yes one time, but because they were, the person crashing was like friends with a roommate. But any personal guest, I like never have guests over just because I'm like, I need my introvert time. I need my, my safe haven. But uh, when I used to have a car before it was stolen in the middle of the day on Super Bowl Sunday, what the fuck? Um, (laughs) uh, When I had a car, if somebody was like, oh, um, hey, I'm passing through Chicago. Um, Can I crash with you? I'll be like, no, but here's something else I can offer you. Like, I can can pick you up and drive you places. Do you want to get coffee in the morning? So if you are on the asker's friend side of things, I think it's not just it's not just the asker making clear what they are asking for. When you are the host in, in mind, actually say what you were willing to and ready to provide so that if they need more than that, they can say something and you could say no or you can say yes. So, yes, you can crash at my place. I, there's a few things this weekend that I can't rearrange, 
but I'm happy to have you crash with me so you don't have to spend money in a hotel room. And that might be what the host thought was her only obligation. Yeah, she probably, she might think, oh, that worked out perfectly. We all got everything we needed out of this. I had someone to have dinner with and I didn't have to take off time of work. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because it's work to even just alter your routine. Oh my God, it totally is. Yeah, so I saw this amazing tweet over the weekend, and I and I wanted to save it, but I lost it, and I can't remember. If any of you see it, will you send it to me? Because I really want to want to like dig in to see the person who wrote it, because I think they they seem very smart. Um, and they said something like, "When you uh, are asked to like take a meeting or any like social obligation, you are not, and you say you can't do it, like you, it doesn't fit into your schedule. That doesn't mean necessarily that every single second of your schedule is filled up." But it might mean I am giving everything I can right now, and I can't, I can't emotionally add even one more thing. Yeah. And that resonated with me because I'm – this is probably my airport, airport fatigue talking, but that really resonated with me. Like, that is so true. Yes, I could get dinner on Thursday, but mentally I cannot get dinner on Thursday. Damn. Damn, Isn't Jen. That good? Yeah, it it's really so, is. It really articulated something I've always felt. So this is wildly off topic, but I wanted to brag about something incredibly mature that I did. Oh, yes, please. So um, while we're talking about like time and like, you know, whatever. So last night I, so Jen and listeners, as you know, I'm a freelancer. I do writing and like marketing and stuff. And I work primarily with Kickstarter, which rules. And it's like my favorite thing that I do. And I also, um, I'm writing a book with Jen and I'm also working on a game. And I love projects, as you know. And uh, I had an idea for a project and I was like, oh, I don't, I have so much free time in my hands. I could just, I could use it all on this project. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to take a step back and write a list of everything that I'm currently giving oh, up. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I don't have enough time. The list is called before you end, you start any new project, first you must. And then I have to do all of these things. That's great. Can we get a, Can I get a sample? Of what's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So some things are like before you start a project, I want you to do some pre self care. So it will be helpful for you if you clean your entire apartment, clean out the cat fountain, clean the shower, the baseboard, steam the floors, do a really, really fucking deep clean of the house because then you can really focus. So that's there. But then also there are things on here that I would do if I had time and I can't. Yep. So like I, I want to volunteer more than I do. Like I do um, like a lot of fucking protesting just because like it's set up and I can just show up, which it rules. But I wish that I could have had time to help organize because that's something I'm good at. I've been wanting to make a VO reel for like five years and haven't done it. Um, I need to spackle the wall where I accidentally poked a hole with my drill bit. <laughs> Don't tell my landlord. Um, and like, and things like um, I need to change my legal address to vote in the next election. And it's just like, well, I need that. I need to do that. And if I haven't done that, then yep. like, you know. So this is stuff that I'm not being like, it's not hanging over my head. But you know? they, I totally, I think I totally get the category of to-do list you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like sometime in the dis- mid-distance, these are things I, I need to do. Yes. Yeah, one of them, some of them for me are like, you know, uh, maybe reorganize my student loans. And it's like, it's not, I'm lucky to be in a place where that's not a pressing issue, but it's something I should look at in the next six months. Right. And if you had scads of free time right now, you might pick it up like right now. Right. Get it right. out of the door, you know? And what I hope to do is to go back to this list like every weekend where like I'm having chill time and being like, I'm going to knock one thing off of this. I'm going to knock one thing off of this because it's going to be a process because we'll be writing this book for several months. I'll be writing the game for several months. So my, my goal is to mentally prepare myself and, and organize my brain so that I'm in the best possible position when I can start a new project. That's great. And it's extremely hard to do that. 
Yeah. You know, like you either want to say you mean the universal you. You want to say yes to everything or you want to say no to everything. Yes. And some when you exist somewhere in between, it's very difficult. There was one year, I think it was 2015, 20, yeah, 2014. I don't know. It was some early year at Cards. I've been at Cards six years now where I was really comfortable at my job and I was starting to get some interesting emails from people I really admire to like, you know, visit or go to their conference or, you know, give my insight to this project. And I said, and I made the executive decision, I'm going to say yes to every single thing oh, and dang. see what happens. How'd it go? Um, it was great. And then I was done. Like it took like four, it was actually when we did our Kickstarter project. Yeah. Uh, I said yes to our Kickstarter project. Uh, remember I said yes to going to Florida with the Black Box team. Like I just said yes to everything and then got that out of my system and I'll never do it again. Man, I had that same thing. Do you remember when uh, we were first working at Cards? And it was Emerald City Comic Con, and David Malky, Wondermark David Malky, who's like the coolest and nicest, was like, hey, uh, I need somebody to fill in on this panel. And it was my first panel yes, ever. Yes, I remember that. And this was like, Isn't I want to say. hilarious to think about now? It was the game show panel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like five or six years ago, something like that. And uh, and it was so fucking wild to like, because like, who cares what the hell I have to say is like what, how what I was thinking. And I was just like, it was really great. And I would never have said yes. And I remember panicking. And trying to take a Xanax nap right before. I remember that. I remember <laughs> Do that. Do you remember? I was, I was and fucking. you did so well. I you, was... You're a polished public speaker and presenter now, let alone Ooh, then. Jen! Yeah, but, but I do remember that. That was That's a really good Emerald City Comic Con memory. Jennifer Taylor Thomas, JTT. Yeah, this new nickname of yours is fucking killing me. Jen- Jennifer Taylor Thomas. I like that. It's either going <laughs> to, I don't know if I'm going to stick with Jennifer Taylor Thompson. Uh, Thompson. I don't know if I'm going to stick with Jennifer Taylor uh, Thomas, JTT for short. Yeah, or, or Benjamin Button. Or, no, Red Jen Regention. Oh, shit, that's a good one. I know. <laughs> I'm full of these. These are things Trin texts me when she's not sober, and it makes my life. Yeah, every time I think of a new nickname for Jen, <laughs> and like it's always like I I text her just the nickname, and then I'm not sober, and then she just thumbs ups me. Oh yeah, it's the best. I got a couple of those in the airport yesterday, and they were really giving me life. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be. <laughs> Apology not accepted. <laughs> so traveling, traveling fucking sucks, and uh. like, and I think what I, the thing on top of this question here are the two I think probably the biggest topics that maybe the asker hasn't considered is one taking friendships for granted, especially old friendships. Oh man, and everyone does this at times. Oh yeah, you neglect to check in. You you make assumptions like, of course they want to see me. Of course they'll make time for me. You don't have to be a bad person to make assumptions on what somebody else is thinking, especially if you're really close to them. And I feel like, man, this is going to be a really sweeping statement, but who's going to say it anyway? It's me. I think that a lot of common problems in long-term relationships are due to our, we don't update our software often enough. Oh my God. Yeah. We don't, we don't restart. We need to, to turn it off, turn it off. You got to read the EULA. You know, like, uh, I I've, I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction, how they, they have like a, a, a an annual state of their union. They're two married comics creators. Yeah, I just love this idea so much. And I feel like, I, I mean, I don't think you need to formalize it so much like that, but when you have a close friend that you love and you care about, but you don't fit into each other's lives conveniently, so you have to pack in a lot of closeness when you see them. I think that it's a really, really good idea to just make sure you're on the same fucking page. It's not even just like, Jen, are we still best friends? Yeah, you don't need to ask that every week. Yeah. But you do need to check in and be like, um, 
are you super busy at work? Or, like, is this a good time to visit? Because I'm coming regardless, but whatever time you can make for me will work. Right. You know? Or if it's a—it can even be a matter of uh, the asker. And again, like, I I really—I actually appreciate how even-handed this question is. Right. Because usually there's a clear villain, and we are totally happy with that. And we will go after them. We love to do it. I love to drag people. It's good. We should just have a dragging episode where everybody says the worst thing a friend has done, but like a funny thing. Oh, that would be really fun. A non-toxic, funny way that they let you down. Trin, you have so many good ones. (laughs) I really do, but they're me. I was the bad friend. (laughs) Well, I think we've done a great job staying on topic. I think so too, Jen. Okay, so let's uh, tell you what to do next. I love doing that. Okay, I. Uh, so your question was, do I bring this up? And you got to practice what you would say and how it would sound, just in your head or write it down like a weirdo like I would. Do you think you sound like a brat? And to be clear, I don't really like, call- you didn't give your pronouns, but I don't like calling women that especially because people being bratty usually means saying like, hey, I'm, I'm actively drowning. And it's like, oh, quit being such a brat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just stating a need. Um, but anyway, you should hear how it sounds. Like, do you think you sound unpleasant? Um, again, not a reason not to ever voice your concerns, but right. you got to be comfortable and confident in what you're saying. Yeah, and what's the ideal situation? Because being mad at a person takes so many different forms. Sometimes you just want them to hurt, which is, it's an ugly human feeling, but it's a normal one. And if you want to give someone a good burn, I mean, I'm not going to be angry at you. You can also want an apology or just like a promise of changed behavior. Or an explanation or... Right. I think an explanation is probably what she's looking for. Yeah. And, And think about what it will feel like if you do get that explanation. What if your friend is like, yeah, I th- I'm having a really hard time at work. I couldn't take off any time. I mean, that's very reasonable. They yes. just didn't tell you. They're, they just didn't tell you what was going on with them. Um, and I think also uh, being doing the best you can to um, objectively assess how clear you were with your expectations. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be hard because you're going to have to go back in your own memory, which is subjective. Yes, and go through your emails, go through your texts. You might actually be surprised by how little information you actually gave and how many text messages you wrote in your head and thought really, really hard but never sent. Yeah, yeah, I would say c- before you say anything, because you're in a great position right now, you have the very unique possibility to not do anything about this and then have no know like, oh man, I wish I hadn't hurt my friend's feelings. So you're in a good spot right now to take a moment and really think like, okay, what if my friend has absolutely no idea? Mm-hmm. What if they, or alternatively, what if they kind of know that we didn't have a good time? Or what if they actively ignored everything we had planned? You got to make some plans over what you think is going on in their head before you launch into this. And I think also focusing on what your feelings are and not, oh, you failed me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something like, um, Thank you for having me stay at your place. It's a lovely city. However, you know, I was actually disappointed. I thought we were going to hang out more. Um, maybe next time I'm around town, we can make that work better. What do you think, Jen? Like, I, I want to start with thank you. I'm disappointed I didn't get to see you more. And I like then, that a lot. And then blank how it's like I want to ask for an explanation without being like, could you please explain yourself? Yeah, yeah, because you know no one knows you explanation about anything. Right, right, right. And you also don't require that of your friends. You're not like, tell me everything you're doing today and I'll let you know if it fits into my schedule. That's not, that's not reasonable. And it's also not what you asked. But I do like the idea of starting with some gratitude. Like, thank you for what you did do. Yes. Thank you for hosting me. Because it sounds like you crashed at your place a couple nights. Yeah. Uh, and and you had dinner together. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there was some time spent. And you could also, in fact, I would encourage you to talk about how nice that time was when you had it. 
I'd be like, I wish we could have hung out more. In fact, I was kind of expecting that we would. Um, you know what happened? How yeah. does that, does that yeah, too, yeah. is that too direct? What do you think? No, I think it's good. I mean, as we always say, the asker will decide what feels right. Yes. What feels, what feels characteristic, what feels too confrontational. What's their uh, language? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's good. Um, does any of this like ring true? I, I want the asker to think like, does this sound like something you could say to a friend or is this like totally off limits? Like if you guys never, I mean, a lot of friends, even old friends have never had honest discussions about their friendship. Yeah. And this yeah. is this if this is the first time you're doing it, you might really take them by surprise. Right. I think starting this conversation knowing that this person must care about you. They invited you into crashing into their home, which my god, if Jen needed to crash in my home, sure. If anybody one step removed from Jen asked to crash in my home, absolutely not. It's an introvert nightmare being a host. It's, it means you are always obligated to be doing something and making sure that they're having fun, that they're well-fed. There is no escape yeah. from the friendship. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's no break. Like, as much as I love friendship, I need a haven away from it. So I think going going into this being like, they must care about me. We have this longstanding friendship. And I'm going into this not because I want to hurt them or anything like that, but because I want an explanation and maybe more of a roadmap as to how I can better interact with them. Because here's the other thing. You are also learning something pretty important about your friend, which is how they deal with asking. So we talk about asking a lot on the, on the podcast, and we talk a lot about this um, uh, MeFi uh, thread from long way back when, ask versus guest culture. Uh, and just to kind of get you wrapped up without going too much into the weeds, essentially, people tend to fall into one of two different camps. People who ask for things directly and don't mind getting no as a response and don't mind giving no as a response. And people who only ask for things when they are pretty certain they will get it and do not like to be asked for things because saying no feels bad to them. Feels very stressful. Right. Um, So I, I think that you may have just gotten a little bit more information about the way your friend works. You may just need to be more direct with her with what you need. Yeah, that sounds, I think that's it. I think um, you said you're not doing any visits anytime soon. So um, that's great. That means you have some time to like reflect on this a little bit. You don't need to jump in and like try and fix something before you hang out this weekend. Jen, I feel like this question is done. Ask me about my plants for the plant swaps. Oh, great. Hey, Trin, how are your plant swaps going? Jen, 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 let me tell you. Oh, all boy. About, oh, you all your eyes just got all big. Oh, my God. So, so, so. Listen, so you know how I have that modded Ikea thing that I call my greenhouse? Uh, the, yeah, the one in the office or the yellow, yellow shelf thing? Uh, the one in the office. So in the office, which oh, is— Oh, yes, the thing you built. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a modded Ikea shelf that I put uh, plexiglass on three sides, so it kind of keeps moisture in for plants. So— I got a basket that slides right into one of the shelves, and I put all my little babies onto, like, the one tray so I could just, like, slide them in, slide them out. And then I have one. I have a little LED clip light that shines right on the little babies, and then the little babies eat up all the little LED light, and they're like, yum, 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 yum. I'm going to grow big and strong, and I'm going to grow in someone else's house in June. I can't wait. I'm so excited. You're me- spreading the love. I, I'm very excited about it. I've learned new p- plant technologies, and— <sighs> I'm actually, I don't know why, but I get very nervous before plant swaps because what if nobody wants my plants? Oh, oh. What if they're like, all of your plants are wrong? You did these so badly. No, then that person is doing plants wrong because that's not, that's called gatekeeping. They're, because, so, and then just, uh, There's had, some kind of joke here about gatekeeping fence garden, and I'm just going to let the listeners make trellis it. Trellis 
safeguarding. Yes, yeah, so, something's going on. They can make it themselves. But, you know, we don't allow gatekeeping in our communities, do we, Trin? I know, but what if the nerds make fun of me? And I've got... I think it's way more likely that you're going to make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do love making people feel terrible. <laughs> no, you don't. But I could see you lovingly roasting someone um, with I, affection. I also wanted to put this out into the universe before we end the show. So I have a fungus gnat problem, guys. You got a fungus problem? Fungus gnat problem. So fungus gnats are these little motherfuckers that swarm onto (laughs) your plants, and they they eat the little dead parts of the plants, and they usually don't harm plants unless they're old or sick or young, basically. It's like the flu. It's the flu, yeah. It's It's like having infants and the elderly. Right. They don't actually, and they don't bite. They don't, there's just like, oh, God, really? Fungus gnats? It's like that. In fact, most of the garden centers you go to, you'll see fungus gnats and stuff because they're so, so, so common. I want to know if anybody has ever successfully ridded themselves of fungus gnat. Oh, ever. You, we got to put this in the universe. I need to yeah. know. I need to know. If you, but okay, here's another caveat. If you've ever successfully gotten rid of fungus gnats, but you have a lot of plants and they're all indoor plants. Got it. And if you did, you tell me how you fucking black magic this shit. I have tried neem oil. I've tried hydrogen peroxide. I've tried letting the plants die by never watering them. I've tried repotting them. I've tried putting extra potting soil on the top. I've tried gravel. I've tried uh, mosquito bits. I've tried uh, nematodes. I've tried, what else have I tried? Wait, what the hell is a nematode? Oh, Uh, nematodes are like these little guys, and you put them in the water, and then they um, nom, 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 all of the uh, fly eggs. What's coming back to me is that one episode of Doug Funny. There is an episode about nematodes. Oh. Nematodes. I'm Googling. They're little tiny. Oh, my goodness. They're all little bats. This is not what I thought a nematode was. Um, yum, 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 yum. They eat the, the stuff. I've tried fucking everything, guys, and I still have gnats. I bought full-on poison for the first time. Oh, yeah. I know that's usually your last resort. I tried full-on poison last week, and they're like, okay, try it. Do it every week for a while to see if it's—I still feel like there's been no progress. I'm re-poisoning everybody tomorrow. I am. I think this is a good question to ask your new plant swap friends. But what right? if they make fun of me? That's the problem. Oh, I would be very upset if they made fun They'll of me. They'll be you. like, LMAO, you've got fungus gnats? That is <laughs> wow. noob-level yeah. shit. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know we were inviting uh, the noobs to this plant swap. Right, why don't you come back with your, the main character you rolled? Because this is this has clearly got to be. That <sighs> won't happen, right? Yeah, Probably. Get all your fears out. There was a, I planted um, some seeds and uh, a squirrel was on my deck trying to get them all out. Trying to catch them all. Trying to catch them all. And, uh, you know, I don't really mind when nature interfe- interacts with other nature. Sure. It's like it's, you know, if I really wanted him to not do that, I would have not planted seeds or brought them in my house. Right. But you know who felt differently is the dog. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she went after that squirrel. She didn't catch it. Um, she went after that squirrel like like it was the last thing she planned to do on Earth. Like, she was Aragorn, <laughs> she was Aragorn going into battle. And I was like, thank you. You don't have to do that, though. <laughs> if you think about it, Mavi is nature. That's true. Oh, my God, you're totally right. Yeah, Yeah, you're totally right. Like, my dad, you know, he plants tulips, which are basically rabbit food. And then he gets so angry when the rabbits eat his tulips. (laughs) What else are they for? He's like, he he planted rabbit food into a rabbit home. (laughs) And then he got mad. And then got angry when they were like, oh, delicious. Thank you so much. (laughs) Like, that's not how we are here. Okay. Like, anyway. It's kind of like when an animal dies, natural causes, and it becomes nourishment for other animals. That doesn't bother me. When an animal dies because it gets hit by a car, 
That is fucking tragic. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Because that's our fault. <laughs> this has been friendshiping with Jenna Turin. So we don't end with that. Can I compliment your outfit and then close the show? Yeah, thank you. So I have I, a vest on. I walked in and I was like, cute girl in a vest. Jen looks like she could have been a side character on the TV show Friends. Oh, totally. That's and I'm true. just white enough to be on the show. Ju- honestly, just barely. Yeah. This has been Friendship Penguin Jenna Trin. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or you have any advice on fungus gnats, for the love of God, please email Someone us. Someone help Trin. Somebody help me. Friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for sending feedback. Uh, we would love to continue getting feedback. We're trying to experiment a little bit with the show, trying to leave in a little bit more of our, our goofs and gags. Your emails were lovely. By your, the way. Your emails, can, your emails that were encouraging us to keep doing our show, thank you. So here's the weird thing about this. Yes. So I got so Jen manages the email, uh, the e the e box. Not particularly well, but, but I will pop in there once in a blue moon. She occasionally <laughs> manages the inbox. Occasionally, e-box. I'll respond to people because we both have actual jobs. Yeah. Uh, and she forwards me like when you guys say nice things, and I will read them, and then my brain edits them out of my brain because mm-hmm. it's a compliment, and that's not something I can believe about myself. So this all goes to show you that you're just gonna have to keep emailing us forever, nice things until we actually accept them. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, don't, I would, like, we talked about this, like, one out of every 20 compliments feels like I believe it. Right, right, right. Like, that seems like it could be in the realm of possibility. Like, I think you need to be, it's like, you know how, like, McDonald's ads, like, everybody knows what McDonald's is, but McDonald's is constantly reminding you about McDonald's. Right. So that it's at the forefront of your brain all the time, so you're always thinking about McDonald's. Right. Uh, My brain will not allow me to think of nice things about myself. (laughs) Uh, it ha- it does occasionally, I'd say about annually, give me a craving for a McDonald's fish sandwich. Thank you. I know. I don't understand. I've been vegan Ugh. for many years now. Ugh. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Tartar sauce. Uh-huh. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing the design stuff on all of our websites and things. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our pod father and audio daddy, for making the whole studio work. And thank you guys, like a lot, for listening. You're so welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Jen. Um, is my sound okay? I can't hear myself as well. Oh, you can't hear yourself. I can, I can hear myself a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. How about now? Perfect. Thank you. Oh, wow. That was a yeah. blind guess. Yeah, you did great. <laughs> Holy shit.